Hey friends, Rich here from Unseminary. Listen, it's November. I like to call this the sprint season. We are now sprinting to the end of this year, but some of us are looking up over the horizon and thinking about staffing issues. Particularly in January and beyond, we're thinking about hmm, where do we find that youth pastor or maybe another staff role, or maybe you're looking even for a lead pastor, executive pastor. This is the time of year that we're wrestling with those issues. Listen, friends, I want you to think clearly about this. What you're looking for are long-term fits, healthy connections to your team. And that's why I encourage you to talk to my friends over at Chemistry Staffing. Chemistry is committing to helping churches of all sizes find healthy, long-term fits. In a time where the average pastor stays only three to maybe three and a half years, chemistry is finding pastors that stay five plus years. I am convinced that they can help you do that right now. This is a perfect season to pick up their uh, incredible offer here. It's a great resource. It's free. It's actually helpful. Go to chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary. And what it is, is it's a, it's a walkthrough process for Uh, processing your resumes as they come in. It's a resume screening playbook. It's a helpful tool that they use internally, but you can use for uh, your candidates. It'd be great to be using if you're looking at staff this year. And while you're there, go ahead and sign up for a free 30-minute consultation where you can learn more about chemistry and how they serve churches like you. What you want to do is go to chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary. That's chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary. Let's jump into today's conversation around here at Unseminary. Thanks, friends. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Today is a real treat. Super excited to have Tommy Bozik with us. He is from a church called Trinity Church. This is a fantastic church that you should be following along. They're a multi-site church with campuses in Virginia, uh, Church Online, and one other location that we're going to talk about here today. Uh, it's one of the fastest growing churches in the country. Uh, Tommy is the XP. Uh, this is a fantastic conversation. Tommy, welcome to the show. So glad you're here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Why don't you tell us about the church? Kind of give us a bit of the story, kind of fill out the flavor, give us, kind of tell us a little bit about Trinity. Yeah, I think Trinity is a, a story about uh, people that are uh, willing, not, maybe not necessarily qualified, but uh, hmm. God God kind of qualifies the call, I guess. Um, yeah, so we started about 14 and a half years ago, and yep. um, we have... Uh, kind of accidented, I guess, into the multi-site thing. We started a mm-hmm. campus just because we felt led to start a place uh, in the middle of what is what was more or less a uh, uh, central hub for the uh, young professionals in the area. And then mm-hmm. that kind of blossomed. And uh, I was uh, asked to be the campus pastor there. I started off as a worship mm-hmm. leader at Trinity. I've I think mm-hmm. my job description's changed about four or five times since I started. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, so then that kind of blossomed and we've had a few extra campuses in uh, Virginia Beach and then another one in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, like you mentioned in Germany, and actually you missed one. We've got one in the Middle East as well, but we don't publish it on the website for okay. obvious Robbie. reasons. But yeah, yeah. some really cool. God's done some really cool stuff through through Trinity. 
Well, Tommy, I'm excited to dig into this conversation. I uh, I love, you, you know, I think there's a lot of multi-site churches. First of all, so many times, time and again, and I know this has been the case for us, uh, it is like we backed into multi-site. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, this seems like the, the next best step. It was just like kind of God led us there. And I love bumping into other churches that uh, find themselves in that story. But I'd love to pull apart this whole Stuttgart location and hear about that and understand, uh, you know, that story. Tell us what, how did, how did that story start? What, what, how does a church in Virginia end up thinking, you know, where the, where we should go? Stuttgart. That's a next logical <laughs> conclusion. Yeah, uh, tell us about that. That's, that's basically everyone's question. Like how in the world do you get it? Um, <laughs> so it, it actually kind of started with us. So before I was the executive pastor, I was the campus pastor over in our Stuttgart campus. So when we were here uh, in Virginia Beach before then, uh, we had a couple in our community group, uh, military. We have a huge military population here uh, in Norfolk and Virginia Beach. And um, they had just become believers and were really growing leaps and bounds uh, through the community group and through the church. And um, they, they ended up leaving. They got restationed over in Stuttgart. And mm-hmm. we were, you know, kind of FaceTiming one time and um, they were like, man, we've We've grown so much, and it's just been really difficult to find an mm-hmm. English-speaking congregation here. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, maybe uh, two there, I suppose, um, in a five million uh, person metropolitan area. But you know, it's English-speaking in Germany, so mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And um, we said, okay, great. Well, we'll we'll pray for you, you know, and <laughs> and then uh, you know, a couple weeks later, we as a church, we had at that point been at three campuses and trying to figure out how do we get our teaching pastor to the different places and trying out this whole new video sermon concept. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was pretty against it, frankly, um, <laughs> just on principle, I guess. Sure. And uh, we put together this little mock sermon uh, at the gym, which is where we were, uh, that campus was at. And uh, I was sitting there watching it and I thought, man, this is, this is actually real stuff. Mm. It turns out truth is truth, no matter mm-hmm. what medium it comes through. And mm-hmm. it was one of those, I don't know if you want to call it a holy epiphany or God spoke to me <laughs> or whatever you call it. But in the middle of that gym, it was like God saying, hey, this could go much further than just 20, 30 minutes down the road to the next campus. You could mm-hmm. literally take this anywhere. <laughs> and then it was like in the next second, I thought of our friends uh, who were over in Stuttgart, Germany, that Uh, them and the people they represented that needed Mm -hmm. a congregation of evangelical believers in a place where they just couldn't find one. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that kind of rabbit trail us down, uh, down towards eventually getting there. I mean, about a year Mm. and a half later, my family and I were stepping off a plane. So it was, wow. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened in between, but that's the, the short, short long that's, of it. That's amazing. I love, well, first of all, a couple things to pull apart there. I love uh, the fact that you were led obviously by the spirit. There was this like, you know, epiphany. Uh, so many church leaders have run into the same um, kind of thing around video teaching where it's like, I think we come to it with a natural skepticism. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Right. And then, and then, wow, like it's amazing how God has used that, which is incredible. So um, let's pull apart the steps between those two. So h- how did it go from, hey, here's an interesting idea to, you know, first services. What did you learn? Is there kind of some some principles or steps you could pull apart for us to think about if we're if we're wrestling with thinking about maybe launching an international location? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the first thing was uh, you're if, if you're going in a church context like we did, like as a campus mm-hmm. or something like that, that's very different than a church plant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, we were we were sent 
with the mindset that this is part of Trinity, right? This mm-hmm. isn't just a, mm-hmm. hey, have a great mm-hmm. day, sayonara, and you know, mm-hmm. check back in in six months. Um, <laughs> it was very much a part of a part of Trinity. But at the yeah. same time, uh, something we learned very quickly, and this is before pandemic, right? So this was all mm-hmm. new. Not not everyone was separated. Uh, mm-hmm. We were very separated. You just are mm-hmm. geographically. Yeah, absolutely. And so every meeting now is video. Before mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, and you know, all of our sermons are by video instead of just half of them or whatever. Yes. And so what I think that started teaching us was that we really needed to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, because part of us, you can really start getting bitter about like, man, like people just aren't paying attention to me in meetings or, Mm. man, we're only getting a video sermon and that's not as good. Or uh, you can go in a million different directions. Mm. But what it really taught us right off the bat was a lot of, um, I think, a lot of humility and going, Mm. man, thank God for what we're able to do here. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank Mm -hmm. God for the resources that we do have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can always find somebody that's struggling a lot more than you can. And we've thought mm-hmm. so many times of, uh, missionaries that had to raise their, raise their own support. We, we didn't have to mm-hmm. do that. Our church said, mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to embrace this as a campus for, mm-hmm. uh, the American military. And then also for the English speakers in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess the first thing is em- embracing being uncomfortable. Um, yes. as far as in the international context, um, asking for help. That was such mm. a huge thing. I think we're just <laughs> I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep coming back to humility. You know, people ask, you know, sure. what did you learn while you were there? And and my wife and I always say humility, big time. Mm. You know, uh, okay, the, very cool. Yeah, it was really cool because it it wasn't just a well, are you a Republican or a Democrat or are you a this or that? It was like a are you a believer or are you not? And if you are, like, oh, interesting. We just found this this incredible family of these people that were separated from their normal family or their normal mm-hmm. church or their normal mm-hmm. surroundings in this place of if we're a believer and we're in the same place and we both speak English, like we are, we are tight, we are family mm-hmm. and I will mm-hmm. do whatever it takes to take care of you. Um, and there was a lot, it was a really cool thing about uh, of finding that family. Yeah. And then go ahead. Oh yeah. It was just a question around. Um, so it's interesting to me that, you know your the the your locations in Virginia Beach and kind of that surrounding area. Um, you know that is an area with a, a heavy kind of military presence, and then obviously the fact that that and you've said it a few times that that was kind of a part of who you ended up reaching in Stuttgart. How, how much did you think that factors in? I, I've always wondered and have seen um, multi-site. Um, you know, work or be successful, whatever that means, where, when it is within a similar cultural kind of context, where it's like either in a region or it's like has a similar kind of feel in the different locations. This one obviously is so such a, you know, a widely diverse geographical area, but reaching similar people was that it sounds like that was a part of from the beginning, what was driving it. How has that impacted what what's happened in Stuttgart and kind of helped that uh, expansion over there? Yeah, you know, I think that um, I'm trying to think how to answer that question. I think uh, that was a huge part of it. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. our, our um, the people that go over there are by themselves. They're not by themselves, but they don't know anybody, right? So it's not like you're going over there and there's family there and all this other stuff. Everyone is mm-hmm. looking for community. And one of the huge advantages of that was we had people that were very expressive about, Hey, look, I'm not into this stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't believe in God. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Jesus. I'm, I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do need. I do need community. Mm-hmm. And so what was really cool is God started bringing the people that were sponsors of those new people that were coming in 
mm-hmm. they said, look, I, I don't know if you're into this sort of thing, but like we have a church family that's awesome. We'd love to have you come and hang out. And people ended up coming and because of the community ended up mm-hmm. becoming saved and then started mm-hmm. becoming the disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, to get to see that was a really cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as the demographic goes, you know, I, I think that uh, love goes a long way, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it did. It started off with mostly just American military, but then right. our German neighbors started becoming a right. part of that. Uh, my yep. kids weren't, aren't military, so they went to German public schools. So we, right. had to learn, we had to learn German and the whole deal. And uh, their <laughs> wow. friends started coming, you know, and they, they yes. spoke English relatively well and uh, and loved it. So I think that uh, love transcends a lot of boundaries, you know, and um, yep. Yep. Paul was sent to Corinth. You know, that mm-hmm. was a, not a place you would say, let's plant a church right here. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that was where God wanted them. Yeah. So a uh, question around a normal kind of dynamic in multi-site is how do we export what we're doing to somewhere else? How does, you know, what does music look like? How does kids ministry work? How do those are normal questions that we all struggle with in multi-site. And it's one thing when you're half an hour down the road, uh, let alone, you know, whatever, 3000 miles away. Uh, how did you wrestle through you know, what is it going to look like? What does Trinity look like in this context? How, what did that look like? How did you kind of wrestle through those issues? What made it look like? Obviously the teaching portion, that's a piece of it. Were, were there other pieces and how did you kind of, um, how did you make it good enough to feel like it was a part of, uh, you know, the Trinity experience? Yeah, that's a good question. So there were definitely some common elements that we said, look, this is either something that's not Trinity and it's a new church plant, which is fine, but that's not Mm. our goal. Our goal is to be Mm. a campus. So um, the worship style needs to be similar, right? Though Mm -hmm. in a different context, it's not going to be the same. Uh, Mm. The the branding, of course, was there. And so Mm. we made sure that that was on point. Um, Mm. The teaching is very much a similar thing. So even when we didn't have video, we do something a little bit different, I think. It's a hybrid model where the campus pastors will preach about once a month. And then we have a common teaching pastor the other times. And so we would all be on the same sermon series, even as mm-hmm. those folks in Virginia Beach. And that's a really cool part where social media kind of comes in, where mm. people you don't even know are going through the same stuff that you are and kind of wrestling through, mm. like, what does the Bible say about this? Um, our kids' ministry is all working through the same exact thing. So it took a lot of mm. extra work, especially for those in the States, which I'm so thankful mm. for our team, because they mm. had to start thinking, how does this translate into this other <laughs> you know, uh, context? But so, But there are also things that, didn't translate. And we Mm. had to have the freedom to say, guys, that we can't find that here. We don't do Mm -hmm. this here. Mm. Um, And uh, it was funny. One of our elders came over and uh, I said, well, how do you, how do you, after one of the services, I said, how how do you like it? And he said, you know, it was kind of cool. It felt like Trinity light, but it was definitely, (laughs) it was definitely Trinity. But I think it was important to make sure we set up. These are Mm. the things, these are the common elements that make it Trinity. And if it's not right. that, that's fine, but it needs to be intentionally a church plant then, because then it's not mm. Trinity anymore. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I wonder if we could talk through even just your own personal journey. So that's a huge change. You've kind of given a few little pieces into that, some the school stuff. Um, any kind of insights for you uh, being in that kind of cross-cultural context? And then I'd also love to hear, you're not there anymore. How did that transition go? What did that look like? You came back to the States. How did, how did all that look for you? Yeah. I'm going to give you the most Sunday school possible answer (laughs) I can. Um, Rich, I, um, to that point, had never felt so reliant on prayer. Wow. Um, It was, 
it, it was a time that we were there by ourselves. I don't know that I'd recommend that, but we went out by ourselves right. to start this thing. And so it was just us. And mm-hmm. so we, we had to handle everything on our own before I was a campus wow. pastor. And so I had a backstop, you know, if like yeah. something was blown up, I could talk to my executive pastor, my teaching pastor, like, Hey, what do I do with this? How do I help with this? And there, you know, I could still get on the phone, but it, it was different. Mm-hmm. They didn't know the mm-hmm. context. They didn't know the culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had some things uh, relationally, like you do starting anything. You know, you have mm-hmm. uh, those that are on board for a little bit. And all of a sudden, things don't go the way that they expected, and it goes mm-hmm. sour. Um, yeah. And man, praying through those things consistently, uh, day after day after day, and seeing God work in the hearts of those uh, in myself and in those folks that we were having trouble with uh, was mm-hmm. an incredible thing. And then beyond that, you look at finding a venue like how in the world do you find a venue over there yes <laughs> it's funny because we're not we're non-denominational church and yep. in germany this is not like a normal thing you have a right. lutheran church which is like state run and then you have catholic church more or less and uh so if you're non-denominational that means you don't have like a backing it's assumed that you're a cult right yes <laughs> which, yes, which yes. for the record i don't think we are uh, <laughs> and so right. uh, so um we couldn't find anywhere and so we just had to start wow. praying like god we're we're in a living room and our living room's like packing out. We had like 35 adults and like 40 something kids in our basement. Oh that was goodness. our church. Yes. And yes. Uh, we started just praying and, uh, huh. and God, God showed up in ways we never would have expected. That's amazing. So what, uh, if you were going to boil down two or three things that churches should be thinking about, if they're thinking about this kind of international expansion, maybe it's, it's either, Hey, here's some stuff you should do, or maybe it's, here's some potholes to avoid. Here's some things we did. Uh, we paid the dumb tax, no need for you to pay it. Uh, you know, we made some mistakes. Uh, what would, what advice would you give to some other churches that maybe are thinking, uh, about this? Yeah. You know, I think uh, the first thing is the people that you send over, uh, first off, I would send them with a pair. Uh, that yeah, was something okay. I, I wish we had had for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were mm-hmm. just honestly really lonely in ministry, mm-hmm. though God was doing some really cool stuff. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is those that go, uh, there needs to be a, a decent amount of flexibility, uh, mm-hmm. both in their personality and also mm-hmm. in the church's uh, ability to allow them to uh, minister in their context. Mm-hmm. There was a, a statement that I'll never forget that Larry Osborne, the pastor over at um, North North Coast Church, North Coast. <clears throat> excuse me, said he said that the mission always has to trump uh, method. The mission mm-hmm. always has to be more mm-hmm. important than the method, and that was what we had to shoot for. Like, what is our mission here? Well, our mm-hmm. mission is to expand the kingdom of God, and then this is the context that He's put us mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So. How do we need to shift our method to accomplish that? Now, the mission's never going to change. If it changes, we need to start looking at some different things. But the mm-hmm. method can shift and should shift, and so we need to be mm-hmm. comfortable with that. That's that's definitely a, a big thing. Um, and then third thing, like we talked about, finding those common elements. What does it what does it mean to be Trinity Church or your church name here in this context? And having that conversation beforehand is is really mm-hmm. important. That's very cool. Um, now you've continued to do this or continue to expand campuses. Uh, what's the future look like for this? H- how are things at the campus, at the Stuttgart campus today? What does the future look like there? What, what is the kind of thinking around future campuses? I know it's hard to look, you know, those questions always feel hard even post COVID because it's like, we used to have like really clear plans and then things <laughs> happen. But, uh, you know, maybe we're starting to dream again and think a little bit up over the horizon. But what, you know, what, what would you say, you know, kind of the future looks like either for the Stuttgart 
took our campus or for the church as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think, okay, so I'll talk first to us. Um, I think what it means is we, Stuttgart and then the Middle East even really kind of started peeling back the layers of looking into those communities that need a Christian Mm -hmm. community, right? Somebody Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. to go and plant a flag in the ground saying, Mm -hmm. guys, this is where true true hope and joy come from. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rally around. Let me teach you about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's essentially what planting is. You're you're Mm -hmm. sticking a flag in the ground going, hey, Mm -hmm. let's let's do this. Um, And so we're trying to think through how can we uh, use the the resources that we have, which, you know, Mm -hmm. using video and the the propensity to go that way has been such a huge thing with COVID and and all. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, how do we lean into that? So Mm -hmm. I think it's looking into communities that need it. And then how do we either send somebody to do something or, or find somebody that's already there and then mm. equip them to, to be where they're at. So for instance, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we lean into the military community cause that's our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, a Marine for instance, goes to Japan uh, who was stationed here mm-hmm. and they're in a place where there's, there's not really any bases or, or any churches around, mm-hmm. how do we equip them to take this with them? And they don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be a pastor uh, mm-hmm. but what they can be is they can be a super community group leader and mm-hmm. they can hold church in their house and they can either use the service that we have online or if they, you know, have freshman level college, a guitar plan and can lead worship there, they can gather a congregation around them. So mm-hmm. our, our question now is how do we equip people to go to those places where they're going and be uh, the light of Christ in those contexts? So mm-hmm. I do think we do have some campuses uh, in the future, but we're also looking at, okay, how can we be more efficient uh, and quick to be in the right place at the right time? So uh, I don't know if that answers your question accurately, but... No, that's good. I I, I do think, and you didn't say this, but I do think that there are a number of churches that are looking at... you know, quicker, lighter footprint solutions that aren't necessarily a full, full on campus that are some other version of this. And, and it's, you know, maybe bigger than a house church, smaller than a campus, you know, and how do we do that? What does that look like? How do we use the resources that we have uh, to, you know, to make that happen? I just, uh, I just love that. Now, was there ever a, Oh, sorry, some really cool? So there's a really Absolutely. cool story out of our Mideast campus. Um, mm-hmm. They started talking about uh, one of the areas around there where they, there's a strong persecution of Christians. Mm-hmm. And what's going on is they're able to get satellite TV, right? So they cook mm-hmm. up this like makeshift satellite TV in a van because it's not safe mm-hmm. to have a house church. You can't be that sedentary. Wow. And wow. so they'll get in a van and then get as many believers as they can in this van or whoever wants to get oh in the van. Goodness. Oh my and goodness. they do wow. basically traveling church or traveling Bible wow. study. And that wow. to me is the epitome of mission over method. Like, That's is that amazing. perfect worship with the click tracks yes. and all that? Absolutely not. But is the kingdom expanding through it? Absolutely. Yeah. All day wow. long. I love That's that mindset. Cool. I love it. What, a, what a vivid picture yeah. of that, of, you know, literally the church on the move. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm sure. So kind of the, um, we've been on the positive side of the equation. Hopefully our relationship can sustain this. You know, I'm sure there are, um, you know, there were probably moments where, where as a church, you're like, is this thing going to go? I don't know. You know, what, what has led the leadership of the church to continue to say, yeah, you know what, Stuttgart, we're going to continue to make that happen. We want to continue to invest there, see that be a part. Were there benchmarks or kind of um, things that you saw happening that led the church to say, yeah, we want to continue to do that? Because I think there would be churches that are thinking about the international thing 
that would would may have a different kind of definition of what success looks like. It might look different than a campus thirty minutes from here. So, um, how did how did you guys think about that? How have you kind of um, thought about you know the kind of success factors or the the factors that would keep you running it, keep you doing it? Yeah. Well, so I'm really thankful that when we went into it, our our elders and finance folks and everything were really honest about it. They said, mm-hmm. "Look, we don't ever have an expectation that this is going to financially sustain itself." Okay. Um, okay. And they went into it knowing that. Um, mm-hmm. Now we've gotten pretty close at one point, and then we kind of shift back. You know, all that kind of goes it adds <laughs> yes. and flows. But that expectation up front is really important because otherwise, mm-hmm. now you've got this invisible wall coming at you all the time if yes. you're growing yes. to a certain extent. Um, we, I mean, honestly, we kind of jumped and then, uh, started building the plane on the way down, uh, (laughs) to be honest, but as far as keeping it going, I think the, the fruit has been evident in, uh, you know, baptisms, um, in one of the goals was create a home, uh, for folks that didn't have a home, a a Mm -hmm. Christian home, right? So if people left here from Virginia beach and went over there, you know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. it takes three to six months. If you're really intentional to find a church. Um, or frankly, you're only there for two, three years as a military person and you skim off the Mm -hmm. top and never even dig in. So it really reduced that amount of time. And the cool thing that's happened is now people have come from here, gone over Mm -hmm. to Stuttgart and then have returned and and or some people have become members over there and then come over here and have really dug in been super, super cool. So uh, those aren't exact benchmarks, but just really more evidence of fruit, I guess. No, I love that. Uh, yeah, and and again, I um, have had some interaction with folks like like yourself that that are leading in a community in the in a military heavy community where there is the turnover is incredible. Like yeah. it's it really is. It's a it's a sprint every couple of years. You know, you're um, you know you've got huge just it's like preaching to a river, right? There's just yeah. lots of people going by every time. That's yeah, uh, that's really cool. But it's cool because it always has to justify itself, right? If yeah. it's not, yeah, if, that's if true. people aren't new coming in, then yep. what is it here for? Right. Yes. So very cool. It, it's yeah. It's this cool. has been a fascinating conversation. Anything else you'd love to share just before we wrap up today's episode? Um, no, I think, I think that's a, a, the, the biggest points I really wanted to kind of hit today uh, as you're talking about this is one, uh, when you're doing something like this, humility has got to be huge. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be willing mm-hmm. to uh, get out of your comfort zone and ask mm-hmm. questions, um, mm-hmm. ask advice. Uh, the second is, be in prayer. I mean, it has mm. to be, be in prayer. Um, and third, think outside of the box of, of uh, what you think is perfect. You know, sometimes I tell my team, like, you got it. Sometimes perfect gets in the way of good. Um, mm. And that doesn't necessarily so mean that you need to be unexcellent. You always want to be excellent mm-hmm. at what you do, but maybe that doesn't mean that you cancel. Maybe it means, hey, if the sound system breaks down, maybe you have acapella worship time together. Um, mm. Maybe you get in a van and uh, you have mm-hmm. church in a van. Uh, always <laughs> right. keep the mission uh, on the forefront over method, I think is an right. important thing to hit. It. Tommy, this has been so fantastic. If if we want, if people want to track with you and uh, learn more about the church and uh, you know, maybe even you know, find out more of this story, where do we want to send them online? Where's some of the places we want to point them to? Yeah, well, our website is trinitychurchvb.com. That's virginiabeach.com. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then our Facebook page, which is Trinity Church VB. Um, that'll nice. kind of uh, let you know kind of what's going on. And you can always feel free to welcome, uh, to reach out to me, Tommy, T-O-M-M-I-E. It's on my birth certificate nice. like that. T-O-M-M-I-E <laughs> at trinitychurchvb.com. Nice. Tommy, I appreciate you being here today. Super encouraging. Appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, being a part of the conversation. Of course. Thanks, Rich. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.